0: Simon here from cheese.com, I'm the founder and CEO, and you're listening to The Dukan Show.
1: You'll check it out. A new generation of young people today who belong nowhere. But I prefer to be now cast. Third culture kids where The concept of the Dukan is the, the
0: corner shop or the
2: shop. We are live outside. Hey, yo, what's up, people? What up,
0: nation? It's a revolution of expression. You're tuned in to The Dukan Show. Stay tuned in. Arab digital generation is shaping our identity, their creative expression, and their future. So please give a very warm welcome. The <laughs> the
3: Welcome to your tribe. We just remember it. Simon and I go way back like 2012. Let's,
2: okay, let's start with <laughs> like that. Way, way back. Okay, wait, so I mean we're already recording so let's start with that. How do you two know each other?
3: Simon was uh, leading Startup Grind, which I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, there was the yeah. there was the Make Business Cafe, where a bunch of people. At it was the actually Marina. The, I remember that. It was the yeah. first place where you could sit and co work and actually meet other entrepreneurs. Right. and yeah. I believe I met you working there.
0: Yeah, so it kind of that was the start of my entrepreneur journey. Was Startup Grind? Mm. Uh, at the time, I was working for Groupon. Um, yeah, if you remember, and wow. then Lath, our uh, the Lath Matthews, Laith, yeah. yeah. The OG of the urban cafes. (laughs) Um, He, yeah, he had this urban cafe. We knew each other. And I was wanting to leave Groupon to start a company, which was called Branster, but I couldn't find any investors. Couldn't find any kind of engineers. Just didn't really know where to go because Nabesh hadn't started. It was, this was like early early days. Way back when. This was early days. Um, And so I said to Laith, look, can I use your venue for this for this event. And it was kind of cool because startup grind, it's now huge. Like it's yeah. five hundred thousand chapters, yeah. part owned by Google or partnered with Google. And um I said, well look, if I can get startup grind here, I might be able to have a platform to meet investors, meet entrepreneurs. So we had JC and Sim, the founders of De bizzle
2: Yeah.
0: And then the guys in uh, Silicon Valley at Startup Grind said, I oh, need to film it. And I was like, well, like, you know. like like I don't know what to do so then Laith said oh you should meet Reem she's got a really cool production company and to be fair to her we we filmed it we put it online and it was the app it was that video that kind of put us on the map in terms of startup grind. Right. Um, but then off the back of that startup grind event, I then met investors and ended up actually raising $2 million. Nice. So uh, it worked. Congratulations. It Simon
3: worked. is a hustler. I can tell you that. Thank like you. It we, well. It, it were I, I I always remember just like that feeling, you know, when you meet entrepreneurs and they're just like, single minded right. about success i always thought that with that way about you oh, so like you. yeah when when he was like you want to do the like you want to do this video i'm like yeah dope but then i realized we needed this startup environment we didn't have a place no. for us to be people who just wanted to talk ideas look at pitch decks work together and in 2012, now it's so easy in Dubai to say, yeah, "Oh, there's now. a burgeoning startup scene." At right. that time, it was like I would yep. say a hundred people maximum, and he somehow got them all in one room.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, like, to be fair, it was I was working at Groupon, so I put the I put the deals on Groupon. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Legit. Yeah. 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 That's smart. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But basically, we so we had a price uh, cap that we had to go for, and then so I basically um, put it on at double the price of what we said and then halved it because that Groupon was 50% off. Yeah, And we sold out. Well like, done. We sold well out. That's and, well then, uh, yeah, and then you came and then we had some sponsors. So that was where we first actually met. And then um, luckily started the company. The company was called Brandster. And then I think you had started Collective. Is that at right? At that time, yeah. That I had just time.
3: started Collective. So. And then
0: um, we did. we were looking at doing some things together, I think, for one of the events. And then you introduced me to one of your friends who worked with Emirates or had some relationship uh, there was a lady that you had that came to a meeting once and then off that back of that meeting we ended up working with Emirates and yeah yeah it's just kind of and a the that's Yo, a
3: testament to like how great it is to be an entrepreneur in this city in this city
0: yeah because it was yeah. like
3: two degrees of separation Everywhere. like it just so happened yeah. but if you I always knew that if I if I you know if if I passed the ball to Simon he would he would it, he would sink it. I knew that. Yeah. So I wasn't you worried whatever. Is that a basketball it was. I don't know if it was a sport <laughs> it was a sports esque terminology. it, it was it. a sports esque uh, moment in Reem's right. career. Great. It was good. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I what I what I always admired and I appreciated was that You know, we were a part of a group of entrepreneurs that really had no pathway set for us. Yeah, that was. You had like virtue (laughs) zone trade license, and
2: (laughs) make business hub,
3: (laughs) and make business hub, and then make business hub closed. Right. The funny thing is, I
2: remember the those startup grind nights really well because I wasn't in the scene at the time. I just I was just working in advertising, and it was like early days of my career, and my cousin was obsessed with building websites and apps. And, like, he was just experimental. He was one of those people that just enjoyed it and did it for the fun of it. And he was like, hey, there are these nights. Come with. And I, at the time, I knew of Make Business Hub because I would just usually go there to work after hours. Like, I wanted a space to chill. Yeah. And it felt like a workspace. Yeah, so, yeah. And for some reason, they actually, for a cafe, they had good steaks, which… Never made sense to me. But I remember those steaks distinctly.
1: Uh, you eating steaks in university? No, no, at
2: Make Business Hub. Oh,
1: okay. So (laughs) I'm like… During your university. mashallah. (laughs) So I was like, yo, this
2: was great. So I would come here, I'd get some work done, chill, have my dinner. And the startup nights would pack the place up. It was full. And if you didn't know what was going on, you'd show up there. You'd be like, uh-oh, can't stay. And to be
0: honest with you, like, I mean, me and Leith are still really good friends now. And he he is a testament to him. Like, he is literally continuing to do business after business and yeah. not just doing it but successfully doing it moving on to the next and you know with make business hub it became an ecosystem yes and, and there were you know there were deals they were actually deals term sheets being signed in, in, make. in the cafe yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know and it was yeah i was sad when it closed i'll be honest but yeah the food was great the people were great and um it was wonderful amazing. energy, yeah, you yeah. know,
2: and it, it was a breeding ground. We before,
3: still don't a have lot that of
2: successful business.
0: I don't Do we, think it we have that hasn't think been anybody. replicated. No,
3: not in my opinion. Because,
0: in I think, in the case of with make and lathe, lathe is an entrepreneur building a place for entrepreneurs. I think right. the problem that we have is, and you know, Dubai, like you said, is a phenomenal platform for entrepreneurs, it really is. But to actually get that real grind and that real kind of rawness from a place. You, you need it to have the veins from an entrepreneur and I think that that is I think we still have some awesome like I've not been in rove before It's awesome right but there's still not the same rawness as like make had and I think I agree you know, make was very similar to a like a Palo Alto yeah. Santa Monica yes. Venice Beach type vibe yeah. yeah. Um, but there are others who are still a little bit too more more kind right. of commercialized. But, but it's sure. also, it's not
1: just the place, I think, even 2012 when that community of entrepreneurs grew, it's to your point, like, even there was only 100, but that was, like, the raw, the people that gave the grant. But now, like, the word entrepreneur, or like, the community of entrepreneur has grown where, like, a very big chunk of that aren't in it just for like, they're, they're just going to need to be an entrepreneur like to have uh, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, Which is different from... But
3: I don't this. understand that because it's just such a grind. Like, yeah. why, it, this it's is not, not it's a badge not attractive. of manner,
0: guys. It's not an attractive it's not an career, attractive path, career path, path at all. It's <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Say you're
3: an astronaut, don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that.
0: Astronauts probably easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <same. Yeah. laughs>
2: like, I remember one of, one of the first things that Reem and I discussed when I was like, okay, we're going to do this business. And she's like, I would never recommend this to anybody. I don't (laughs) think you should do it. (laughs) And I and I learned that later. She repeats that statement to everyone. But like only very few, she'll try to talk you out of it. Very few will commit to it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, no, no, no. This is what I'm doing. And once you realize that those are the ones who are like-minded. Those are like, okay, there's my people there. You know, we get it. But like But it helps you filter as well. When you give them when you give them the, the
1: the 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 bad, not the bad. Like when you tell them that there's a lot of things that might go wrong when you tell them all the things that are going to push them down. The intensity, (laughs) the stress, the people that stick to it. This is how you filter out. uh,
3: We're unemployable, guys. Like Simon is unemployable. He cannot be employed (laughs) by another person. So that's why he has to be an entrepreneur. And I think,
0: to be honest with you, there is definitely a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. Yeah. Like I get, not asked a lot, but quite a few times by friends wives or husband go oh can you just would you mind just having a coffee with my friend or with my wife or husband because they've got an idea and then i just say to them okay cool like, how much have you spent and they say oh well we need to raise some money but you know when i was a group on, i took a like quarter million dollar dirham loan out mm-hmm. to just get it to the point of mvp to then actually raise some cash But some people don't necessarily realize if you're in, you're either in. Or you're not. Or you're not. And I think that's the biggest problem because there were some great ideas. and, And to be fair to the people, they do have some great passion and enthusiasm. And I love seeing that design stack when I go, look at this. And you can see the hours and the hours of the work. But then when I go, right, how do I raise money? And I'm like, well, how much have you put in? Yeah. Right. And, and. You know, it's, oh, well, I've spent this, I've spent that. How much have you actually put in? How many people have you got working for you? We were having people at Groupon. I was working in Groupon and then at night going in to, I think it was Sumo Sushi afterwards next to the offices in Media City, doing two or three hours work, paying, you know, 15,000, 20,000 dirham a month to them. That was their full-time job. Knowing that product probably wouldn't make it into the app stores. Mm. But actually, if I hadn't have had that, then it wouldn't have been success yeah. and the rejections, you know, like we probably got turned down 50, 60 <laughs> yeah. times, maybe more, maybe more.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and you put your heart and soul into those pitches. And if you get knocked back and pushed back, you just, oh no. Not another one. Not another yeah. one. And then to keep going, I think, but for me, you know, I don't really know any difference. So being rejected is kind of like going and having a bad day in the office. It's still it's part and parcel. It's part and parcel yeah. of that, yeah. you know, so.
3: So, so can you tell us about the latest rejection and the latest what happened after that? Like, so tell us about Cheese okay, and how it came so, about.
0: Yeah. So I'm now running a company called Cheese.com. That's um, a great name, by the way. No, thank <laughs> you. Yeah.
3: Can it, you spell it just so that people.
0: So it's C-H-E-E-Z-E.com. Love it. And it comes from that moment just before you take a photo. Yeah. Um, so we, we did some research and it was about 80% of the world say cheese. Cause it kind of, you know, and in different languages too. Like the word cheese is used. So, uh, yeah, cheese.com, but cheese was born out of the kind of previous company that I had, which was Brandster, which we mentioned, which was the one that I left Groupon for to start, um, Brandster's business was an API agency. Mm-hmm. We were kind of that middle ground between brands and agencies and social media. So if you wanted to run a campaign on Facebook or Twitter you would come to us and we would be kind of like a an extension tech part of your business or part of your agency. Right. And to be honest we we really knocked it out of the park because we were we were one of the first in the region. Um and you know we were kind of partners with Twitter, we Twitter were our clients. you know we were building campaigns for Twitter on Twitter which was awesome. But then unfortunately t- 2017 2018 Some dudes in Cambridge in London decided to, in the UK, decided to kind of misuse the APIs. Mm. This whole Cambridge Analytica scandal came about. And they essentially kind of affected the developer ecosystem for for kind of people like us. We did try and pivot into chatbots because they were, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if they're still big, but they were quite big at the time. Um, We then worked with people like RTA and we were building chatbots for people. But again, we were still we were still kind of hovering. We weren't mm. really doing what we set out to. to, to that, that
2: was just like the pivot that made sense at yeah, the time. Yeah, and,
0: and there was kind of a lot of changes. So because we were the partners of Facebook and Twitter, I was in San Francisco probably two to three times a year. So for like the F8 events, mm-hmm. for like Twitter events. Um, and when I saw things were going south, I said, right, let's look at the products that we've built. And one of the products we built was a, what we called a tweet camp. And the idea was that you would put a camera somewhere and you could simply tweet it. So you could like, let's just say we did it for Nissan and on Nissan's patrol kind of, it was, I think it was National Day 2017, they put a camera on the roof of each Nissan patrol. And then on the side of the car, they put tweet at Nissan Middle East, hashtag the car. And if you tweeted it, it took a picture of you. In the audience and sent it straight back to you right so it's pretty cool pretty tech cool. to be honest and and we, we it blew up so i looked at that and i thought well that's really quite a cool product camera association so we kind of branded that product cheese and then i flew to san francisco one i think it was one april when this was going a little bit down downhill and i didn't i didn't really know what i was doing i'll be totally honest i had met some friends like derek who's the founder of startup grind he's a yeah. great he's actually now on my board at cheese Uh, He's a good friend. He owns a company called Bevy.com. They've Mm -hmm. just raised a ton of cash. So I went, met Derek. We had a coffee. And he says, you know, what's your plans? I go, I'm not sure yet, but I'm just going to just test the water. And then I went into the Apple store to buy some AirPods. Like, this was, like, the first AirPods. And the guy that was in there said, oh, you know, like, got talking. What are you here for? And I go, well, I'm trying to build an app and <laughs> he goes okay he goes have you got any demos and I was like well yeah I do because we have got all of the demo that we have been building it with Brandster so I showed him he goes, that's really cool he goes I don't know much about apps and tech but I've got a friend who does he goes how long are you in town for I said well a couple of days he goes why don't you you know let's see if he's free So he messaged him and I didn't know at this time who it was messaged him and I was like yeah he goes you're gonna to meet to be in this cafe at this time Again, I didn't know who this guy was. And I'm sitting in Stacks in Menlo Park, which is a famous yeah. pancake place. And in walks Guy Kawasaki and he sits at my table. What? And, hmm. and, and, and I said, Your guy? He goes, You're Simon. And I was like, <laughs> What? This is, this is wild. Because it, what was so insane is that I used guys. Uh, pitch 10 Slides to Success to raise the money for Brandster. Didn't right. we all? That 10 Slides to Success was like the
3: template yeah, for like pitching.
0: So I, I sat with him and we were just jamming and talking about stuff and then he goes, um, you know, like, what, what's the plan? And I go, well, we've got the product, it's built, but the company's over in the Middle East. He goes, well, look, if you can extract the IP, move the company to the US, set up as a, a Delaware company or somewhere in the US, I will come on and be one of your partners and we'll, we'll start a business together. He goes, but before you do, you've got to meet my family, you've got to meet my friends. Right. Like, you need to get the green check from them. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So then he leaves and I'm stood there going, well, what just happened? <laughs> <there? Yeah. laughs> the next day, I'm meeting his best friend. I'm driving to Santa Cruz over the mountains wow. to go and meet his best friend. Then I meet his kids and then we go for some sushi and, and just, it was just a wild ride. And then I got back to Dubai and I had a message from him and we just start, started talking. He goes, look, let's do this. So then formed a business and I'm like, right, I need some money. But, you know, I had Guy Kawasaki as a partner. So I reached out to a couple <laughs> of my friends in the UK. I was like, listen, I'm starting a new company with Guy Kawasaki. And I'm like, How much are you raising? And I said, about a quarter million dollars. I like, cool, next day, money was there. Done. Yeah. Like literally. That's
3: the that's cosign. That's,
0: that's the co-sign of cosign. like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously because they knew that we were doing well at Branster before we got hit. So there was kind of a lot of the magic there. And so that was in 2018. Um, And since 2018, we've been basically building this product. We started with the photography. And then we saw that there was a lot of communities around photography. So we kind of moved into the community side of things and we built chat products. And we've just been for the last 18 months testing to see what's been going on. And then during lockdown last year, we noticed that in the app that we had, there were a lot of conversations around photographies and NFTs mm-hmm. and chat communities were been started around NFTs. So we were like, we'll need to kind of get under the hood here and see what's going what on. What it is, right. And really August, September last year, so right. This is, this is the direction. So then I had to email all the investors, email all <laughs> the partners. I go, guys, this is, this, this is, is the it. plan. This is what we're doing. So really since Q4 last year and beginning of this year, we've been building and shaping the product. Technology is obviously changing. So Cheese launches in six weeks' time and it's going to be a minting studio for photographers. It's going to be, I'll I'll explain about minting things later, but it's basically going to allow you as a photographer to put your photos onto Cheese. You'll be then able to sell them as NFTs on the blockchain. And it's focused purely just on photographers. Mm. Um, I've been extremely lucky to build a great team. So I don't only have Guy as my partner, I have the Netflix founder, Mark Randolph, as an investor nice. and a, as an advisor. Um, I have a gentleman called James Vincent, who was the very first person that sent Steve Jobs an email on the iPhone on stage, which <laughs> is pretty cool. He used to work with Steve back in the Apple days and came up with the branding for iPhone. So got a really awesome team. I've got now a team of photographers in LA and in New York, and we're just building this really cool nice. kind of team of photographers who've got amazing assets we've got you know people from who work with Andy Warhol we've got people who work back with the Stones and people who work Mm -hmm. like some really awesome awesome photography but up until now they haven't really had a platform to sell this art on um so yeah so that's what we've been working on and And that's what I'm working on right now. And, you know, here to talk about NFTs, again. Congratulations.
2: So from Make Business Hub to name dropping on the Can show. (laughs) No, but
3: but I'm so proud and I'm so happy because for me, I feel like when one of us succeeds, I feel for some reason like I've succeeded, even though I've done nothing.
0: (laughs) Wow! if you hadn't put that video together and helped right? I guess, but I just feel like, wow,
3: I'm so happy to hear all of this. And I really want you to, because... As, as people who create, we, we create massive amounts of content every mm-hmm. week. Today alone, we've created about 16 hours of content. We'll, we'll, we'll have episodes, about 16 so episodes. About, yeah. So ocean. what we're trying to understand, can you please explain in as layman's terms as possible? Okay. What is an NFT and what does it mean for artists? And what the hell is minting?
2: And why should I matter? <laughs> There's a lot of questions coming okay.
0: your way today. So. Just give me, the give me
3: the for dummies version, because we just need it. It's just so confusing to me.
0: So the look, the, the thing about this space is it's moving at such a rapid pace and there isn't really a, a rule book right now. So it's about self-exploration and understanding. So this is my take on it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm no, I'm no expert. This is just my view and my take on it. So. Do you know much about blockchain? I think that's kind of the first question. So blockchain is like it's a technology. People talk about it and they get associated with Bitcoin and Ethereum, but blockchain is actually a technology. It's kind of like a new internet. So when you put things onto a blockchain, the way the technology works means that it verifies it. It's always transparent. Anything that happens on the blockchain is visible to all always through the public ledger. So up until recent years, the blockchain allowed you to send cryptocurrency through it. Bitcoin, Ethereum. And when you send somebody a Bitcoin, it gets transferred from A to B on the blockchain. So back in, I think it was 2016, 2017, companies started to explore what they could do with other assets. Now, Bitcoin is a kind of closed kind of chain and currency. So the Bitcoin blockchain
2: is closed. You can't, really,
0: you can't really interfere yeah. with that. But the Ethereum blockchain... Is different. It allows you to kind of play with. it. It's a bit like a developer ecosystem. You can mm. build things and put stuff on it. So there was this company called Dapper Labs, and they created mm. Crypto Kitties. Crypto Kitties was just these collectible cats. People think it's quite funny, but they were just like these images of cats. But if you look at people who collect stuff, like I collect sneakers or hats or whatever, like right. you get into it. You know, like this is this, you know, this is this color. This is this one. This is that. So with these images of cats it was just a collectible way but they did it through the blockchain so what that meant was that when they put these images on there which is called minting and the term minting is really just the process of turning an asset be an image title deed song applying a smart contract to it and then wrapping it in a token that makes it compatible on the blockchain so Mm. so tokenizing and minting are the same and then once you've actually tokenized it that then allows you to send it onto the blockchain to be able to transfer it from A to B. So what people don't seem to understand is that recently we've seen these huge sales, Beeple, $69 million. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like the that was
3: the, that was the headline that yeah. got everyone's yeah. attention. That's
0: what the Nyan important.
2: cat and like all these different pieces being
0: sold. for. But Beeple's been money. making art for the last 13, 14 years. Like he's been doing art for people like Justin Bieber, for Katy Perry right. for years. Like he's got a huge community. Yeah, and this is what people are starting to see. But Miss, like you know, you guys have been doing content for years. you have not just woken up this week and go right. We're going to make podcasts or make content. Right. You know, like, go back to 2012. We've been, you know, you've been doing this for years. So you've got a community. Yeah. You can reach out to people, and people want to support you. So if right. you have it like with Lath, when he did an event, people went to support people him because up. they they liked his events and liked him. And that's the same with this artists. So what's happening now is that people are realizing that they can mint an image, they can take a photograph, they can take some digital art they've created, apply it onto a blockchain, and Ethereum is kind of the main one that people are using. Platforms such as Nifty Gateway, Makers Place, OpenSea, Rarible are all built on the Ethereum blockchain. And then you can just basically sell your photographs. I think the, the biggest one of the biggest interests to me is the NBA Top Shot. I don't know if you've seen the NBA, the NBA have um, a platform called NBA Top Shot. And it's been put together by Dapper Labs. So Dapper Labs were the guys who created CryptoKitties. And rather than them building everything onto the Ethereum blockchain, they've actually gone and built their own chain.
3: Okay. Right. So they've
0: created their own blockchain, which is called Flow. Mm -hmm. And NBA Top Shot is a product built on top of the Flow chain. And all it it means is that you can actually go back from a moment in time, Let's just say there was LeBron James doing a, a slam dunk. Yeah. You can purchase that moment. That specific highlight. So it's a bit like the old school collectible cards from the, you know… we well, it's week. digital. But you get the whole video. You get the
3: highlight. You get yeah. the highlight, So basically.
0: instead of it's just yeah. a
2: photo of him dunking, you're getting the whole shot. That video of him going through that moment.
0: Yeah, it's like a live Apple yeah. photo, basically. You're getting yeah.
1: seconds either side of that moment. But can, then can the NBA reuse the, the moment that you purchase or it's so, gone?
0: So they they obviously own this yeah. this moment in time, and then they sell it and then you are the owner. So it's because it's visible on the blockchain. It's basically clear that you
2: bought
0: it. uh, Yeah. They don't sell copyrights. That's one thing that people, they don't actually sell the copyright. So they still own the copyright. There we go. You are the owner of that moment. And Mm -hmm. it's more of like a collectible than anything.
3: So just a question about, so one of the things when people talk about NFTs is how it trickles back down to the artists. This is Mm -hmm. one of the kind of key selling points of NFT. And that's why artists really care. Yeah. So, with regards to something like the, you know, the NBA, every time this clip gets played, if you're the owner of it now, do you get a royalty or of some sort? No, because no? there's
1: no copyrights, no? No. So,
3: because the copyright owner yeah. is... I think whole. that's confusing yeah. for people.
1: That's why I asked. Because if, if you're going to get paid every time the NBA plays it, then that's
0: a great way to... That's a but great I investment. That's a great investment.
2: The NBA is the person that makes money or the, the entity that makes money every yeah, time it gets because they traded. own
0: the rights, you know, so they've structured the deal and, and, and got the deal in place for that for the rights of, of that actual moment. And I think that this is where the artists are starting to realize that maybe they can now do that because it doesn't just have to be art. It can be anything. Yeah. Like if you look at um, luxury goods, say Rolex watches, tag watches, if you want to know that you've got the actual official Rolex, that you have got that authentic authenticity right. stamp. Right now it's a piece of paper that says this is authentic and yes. you buy it from Rolex in Dubai mall, you've got a pretty good bet that it's a real watch, right? right. But, but there's so many counterfeits that, you know, if you go down to you know, other malls, not so far from here, you can go and buy counterfeit watches that look the same. But now with the NFT, Rolex would actually mint that certificate. And because it's transparent on the blockchain, ah. you can see that the original owner was Rolex. Right. So if, if Paris Hilton's in Clubhouse a lot at the moment talking about minting <laughs> and talking about her designer handbags and her shoes, she wants to take those, mint the authentic certificates, and then she can sell them. And I think that, you know, art and collectibles is all about the owners.
2: So, sorry to interrupt. So just to get, to, to understand this better, you can mint just a certificate. Yes. So that means you have a tangible product mm-hmm. that now this certificate of authenticity exists on the blockchain.
0: Yeah. So we're seeing like you're seeing title there you deeds of houses. Okay. There's some people like um, Kings of Leon. Um, yep. Yeah. They recently sold their album. And, and what what the magic in an NFT really is what's called the metadata. It's, it's the data that's within that purchase. So with Kings of Leon, if you bought one of their albums... You then got front row seats to any of their concerts in in the real world mm. later on. And in order to prove that it's a bit like a Skywards Platinum membership. Yeah. yeah. You know, if I go to an Emirates Terminal Three and I show my Skywards Platinum member, they're like, here you go, sir, come into the first class lounge. Yeah. If you've got gold, come into the business lounge. If you've got blue, go to Costa. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, right. it, it's that blue Makes ticket or gold or platinum really does give you a, a valid entry to whatever it might be. So yeah. I think that. The NFT just lets you do that in a digital format. If you okay. go to the Kings of Leon concert and you show your NFT, and they can, it's not about, you know, like printing a PDF and showing no. a screenshot. They can go onto a live blockchain and find that it. is transparent and see if wow. you own that. Wow. And I think that's the that's, that's the, the linchpin. Yeah. That's the that's critical the point, right? Yeah. It's like,
2: for example, uh, Reem and I recently went to get Artworks framed. One of the pieces I took to get Framed was a pre-owned jazz record uh, it was pre-owned by jay dilla mm-hmm. right and we i bought it with the certificate of authenticity from the jay dilla foundation and it comes with a letter and i'm getting this whole piece yeah together right and you know it had some writings on it too i'm like oh my god that's jay dilla taking notes and choosing his music samples on this piece yeah what well, you're saying now that certificate i can mint it and i can have it that up online and then it's traceable Exactly.
0: So there was there was, um, uh, there was a stint done about a month ago called Burnt Banksy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this, but basically a guy bought an original Banksy for something like 90,000 US. He bought it, he filmed he took a high-resolution picture of it, he filmed himself burning it, and then he minted the high-resolution photograph of that <laughs> and it sold for 4X, the original. It sold for like ah. over 400,000 or something
2: cheese
0: yeah
3: so can you so okay so just to be clear cheese at the moment is for photography so photographers can go use cheese as the service by which they mint their um work yeah would you be extending that to other mediums or are you just going to stay within the world of photography
0: it's a great question to be honest everybody's you know asked that a lot and they say you know even my partners have said why are we kind of putting ourselves into the photography corner well the truth is photography is a a multi-billion dollar industry on its own right and you know like bmw don't decide to go and make sneakers they stick to carts and i think that what we're trying to do is say well if you want to go and mint music there's going to be people who will create platforms that let you mint that music if you want to mint books if you're you know if you're an author you there'll be platforms like that we have got and just mean you know, a the brand is a, is a photography centric brand but we've got some unbelievable photographers in our team and i do personally have a passion for photography like i i i love taking photos i've got a little girl she's 5 and i love taking pictures of her i love taking pictures of the cities whenever i go traveling like i genuinely love that and i think that you've got to be passionate about what you what you're right. building but also if you try and become a jack of all trades and a master of none you you end you end up just constantly chasing your tail. And I think when we had Brandster, we were, we were always building products and campaigns for other brands. And to focus and build our own brand became quite difficult. Because yeah. we, we were, you know, we were working with luxury brands, we were working with luxury cars, we were working with airlines, we were working with malls, and every single body was different. So we were constantly like a chameleon changing our colors to match that. And I think that if you do become a platform like OpenSea or like mm. Maker's Place, some of them have started to get an identity. So like there's one called Super Rare that you would, if you were a really high level artist and you've got some unbelievable art, you will drop it on there. But it's invite only, not everybody, not everybody. can go. If you want to just go and mint a picture of a car or your house or your cat, you can go on to OpenSea and drop it on there. And it's a bit like a DuBizzle or a Craigslist for everything. So in answer to the question, right now we're focusing on photography. But as I've said to people and as artists have come and said, you know, like we've got album covers. Mm-hmm. It, you know, like we've got the people who made Britney Spears' first album cover. So you the Hit Me Baby One More Time album cover.
3: It's epic.
0: Oh, my and <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's epic. <laughs> but, yeah. Don't, yeah, you no know,
3: percent, know what it looks you know like. You, know you know what exactly it looks what like. It is. We, it would, yeah, so we you know. know
0: the final product, right? But think of how many, you know, you guys are creatives, how many takes, how many, right. yeah. you know, fashion and wardrobe malfunctions, how many errors, how many... So all of that BTS behind the scenes of this are available. So, the 3, you know copies. so what yeah. we're now saying is, well, okay, the photographers that were part of that time, let's take that content because they own the copyright. They don't, they haven't had to hand that over. And let's turn that into a mintable collection or a mintable series. So um, I just hired a lady last week. She's currently working with Spotify to do actual audio interviews with people that took the photos to tell the story. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to go on cheese. You'll be able to look at this photo collection of the making of Britney Spears' album cover. You'll have the story in an audio format, which so will good. be able to. So although you, it is. You need pho- anyone to do a podcast interview with them. You well, know. It, you know, we, are here. we actually might need to talk. We've got some cool things happening in this part of the yeah. world yeah. too, yeah. but uh, that in answer to the question, the photo paints, a, the picture paints a thousand words, yes. right? And we only know about, cars sneakers holidays planes cause of right. photography so True. we think that that's a great starting point mm-hmm. um, and then just to kind of go back to explaining like what an nft is and and how i've tried to understand and how i've learned about it is we all know what a jpeg is right yes. yeah. and we all know what an mp3 is right but they came into market in 92 93 and the dot the jpeg name stands for joint photography expert group and it was a group of people mitsubishi canon ibm all came together to find out how to take the actual physical asset from the negatives and compress it into a photo and that then meant it could be transported across the internet the internet came out in 83 Mm -hmm. 10 years later it was starting to get traction and things started to move so you could now take a photo as a jpeg and transport it across the internet right? right the interweb MP3 stands for MPEG layer 3. Again, music expert group, etc. And that then meant that you could compress music from a 50, 60 meg file into an MP3 5 or 6 meg file. You remember Napster, mm. LimeWire, all yeah. these torrent sites. You know, I made a lot
2: of money at that time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. With your bootleg <laughs> CDs. <My bootlegs laughs> CDs. I used to sell those in school. But if you think
0: about, think about pre-MP3, <laughs> and I wanted to listen to your Michael Jackson thriller album, right. you'd have to give me the cassette or the CD. And if if we went on holiday and we took photographs and we went and got them developed, they would give you the photo and the pack of negatives. Yes, right. There was no USB, no CD. So .dot JPEG and .dot MP3 have now been around twenty eight years. We all take photos on our phone and I send them to you on WhatsApp, and we don't think twice. This is a JPEG. All we're really seeing now, to be totally honest, is the new birth of an extension .b .dot MFT. Mm. Ah. because NFT is really the process of compressing, compressing the ownership process. Okay. So if I want to sell you something, like, you know, you've just bought these records, the process involved in getting that authenticity is quite, it's quite timely, right? Uh, yeah. You have to get somebody to approve it, third-party verification, et cetera, et cetera, whereas now compressing it into an NFT is as simply as you sending it me. Right. And so the compression of asset ownership, I believe, is the same as image and music ownership compression back those years. And I think that in the next five or six years, it won't be uncommon for us to, to get a title deed dot NFT. Dot NFT. You know, right. on email, that would then link to a blockchain for you to do it. Right. Even now, if you look at trade licenses, Yes. Yeah? Back in the day in 2012, 13, when we started, you had to physically show your trade license. Yep. You yep. have an envelope, True. you have it sitting yeah. in a yeah. safe, yeah. <laughs> but, you know. But now, stamp now, and, it, you know, yeah. you were like, you were, you were scared if you lost it. It's like, oh my God, where's this gone? But now you get given a link. If you're in DMCC, you put yep. this onto yep. a website to verify, is that license one. number yeah. one? It's, and that's, that's essentially a blockchain Pretty much. Technology.
2: It's a PDF with a QR code, which exactly. is our trade license today too, yep. right? Yeah. And if anyone needs to verify it, you scan that, and it'll give you all my company yeah. information.
0: Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, even with your MSID, you know, mm-hmm. the amount of data that sits in those cards. Yeah. You know, you plug them in to get your phone, you plug them in to get your DWA. everything is in that chip. Yeah. But That is on a centralized server owned by a company. Yes. A blockchain is a decentralized server, set of servers and nodes around the world, not owned by anybody. Mm-hmm. So they can all get verified and, and confirmed that... There's not way you can't forge it. Like there isn't a way that I could go into, let's just say I found a way into a server from one of the free zones here, and change the number that meant my trade license was valid. That could happen now because it's just a control access to a server it would be very unlikely. But with a blockchain, absolutely no way because you'd have to get a thousand people to confirm that's true. Yeah. And nobody knows anybody, and you don't know who you're talking you to. It's gets. all just a hash code. So.
3: So just a question about, um, because you're working in the photography space, Mm -hmm. when I upload something onto Instagram Mm -hmm. or a picture that I've taken using Instagram on my phone, do I own that photo or does Instagram Mm -hmm. own
0: that photo? The moment that you press post, you're handing all ownership over because what this is the big argument. This is the big argument for creators, for influencers, is that let's just say you take loads of images, right? And I'm sure you do and your Instagram page looks really cool. If I'm new to Instagram and I'm in Dubai and I've shown an interest in, say, fashion, and you're a really good photographer in fashion, your image and content gets served to me as a suggested person to follow. Yeah. So they're technically using your images as an ad to pull me into the app to follow more people. So they have the right to do with that. Okay, if you take it to the next level, let's say with Apple, when they have the shot on iPhone campaigns... They ask you to put an image on Instagram, use hashtag shot on iPhone so they can find the photographers. Right. But then when they actually want to do it, they ask you to email your photo to shot on iPhone at Apple.com.
1: Yeah. So then they take another picture of it so
0: they can put it on a billboard. So then they put it on a billboard. They ask you for the high resolution. So what we're saying is is well, at the moment you've got Getty images, and that's Mm -hmm. a whole different bit. That's yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Getty Images, they have what are called these meta tags, which in the industry is known as a football. Mm -hmm. So if there's an event, New Year's the Burj Khalifa, Getty photographers go there, take pictures. They know what their meta tag code to put in their images is. Put them in Lightroom, put them in Photoshop, upload them to the Getty servers, and then publication houses can go and purchase that image. And then the photographer gets like thirty percent, hardly anything. Right. Now, what we're saying is, is well, okay. Imagine if Reem is at the New Year's Eve fashion um, fireworks night and gets an unbelievable picture, like unbelievable. She could now mint that on cheese put in the whole hashtag around New Year's Eve. Publication houses can go on there and go, oh, that's a really cool picture. We're going to use that. And she can then actually now get money for that. The beauty about NFTs and the beauty about this whole transparent world is that photographers and artists can actually retain royalties for the lifetime of an asset that they sell.
3: That's amazing. Right. So
0: for, so this is why Beeple, I don't know if you followed him, but he yeah. he normally mints and sells his images for very cheap. Yeah, Some of them are a dollar. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the secondary market, they sell for six, seven, eight million dollars. Right, he'll get a royalty for every single every transaction. So for for the secondary market, for the third market, he could get you know two, three hundred thousand dollars upward. I mean, I think he made like you know a million bucks off the secondary sale. But question: So when it comes to NFTs,
1: can people only purchase them through cryptocurrency, or
0: no? This is this is again the other cool thing is is how it's all structured. So we're integrating Stripe. So you can actually go onto Cheese and double tap on your phone to purchase an image. Mm -hmm. And if you want, they call it fiat currency. So anything that's not crypto is known as fiat currency. So dollars, euros, pounds. So you can purchase it in that. And then eventually you'll be able to use cryptocurrencies on Cheese. At the moment, platforms like Nifty Gateway and the ones that you hear at they are crypto because if you think Norm about Ethereum. it, how are you going to drop sixty nine million dollars on an American Express card? unless yeah. you got the Centurion <laughs> card? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You got a ton of Air Miles, but like I think Centurion, the black Amex one is the only is one the that doesn't only have one? a limit. Yeah. yeah, unless you own one of those, you can't go and say, "Oh, well, I just want to drop sixty nine million on a credit card." So they yeah. use Ethereum only. That's the only c- cryptocurrency used. Ethereum. I think they use Ethereum at the moment. Yet yeah, yeah. there are
2: because NFT is built on the Ethereum blockchain, right?
0: So, so if you look at the, again, going back to the blockchains, you have different chains. Yeah. So you have Ethereum, and then you have one's called Flow. There's mm-hmm. another one called Wax. And then you have these breakoffs of Ethereum, which are kind of their, their own chain, but the underlying chain they use is, is Ethereum. Ethereum. So it's kind of like a branch that's been broken out that you can bring fancy. Yeah. They're called altcoins that sit on those yeah. chains. So the chains that are purely chains, they're the ones to look at. So like Flow is what NBA Top Shot is built on. Right. That's what we're building on. Um, And again, it comes down to a number of other things, what are called minting fees. So to actually mint something on Nifty Gateway or, or wherever now, you're paying upwards of $50 at times when It's congested, yeah. So okay. even before you've sold it, you've had to pay 50, 50 that. $50. So that will
3: also affect the price of the item yeah. because I would imagine I'd put it for up for whatever covers the cost and yeah. then what I would want for it for the, for the item that I'm selling. So,
2: um, yeah, I, think- I mean, looking at Nifty Go because I've been following Nifty Go for a while. I think the average for the cheapest one now, you're looking at a thousand dollars at least, it yeah. is crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. that's the cheapest you can find on it now.
3: So, how is cheese? how is cheese responding to this obviously you mentioned that you you know it, you're you're making payment gateways easier so that i can just upload my amazing picture mint it and then you know so yeah. is this already functional or are we still in the process of building it yes yeah, so
0: we so it's we're in development now we're currently just testing the whole flow because the other thing that we've had to do is actually build out a blockchain engineering stack before mm-hmm mean you know, a minus blockchain we have to have back-end engineers front-end engineers ios android we now have to have blockchain engineers mm-hmm. um so everything's kind of in in the process now we're doing some tests we're onboarding photographers we're going to be launching with 50 photographers we've signed deals with 35 today mm-hmm. the rest are kind of in the talks um and yeah we're just putting everything together but the goal is to do a soft launch in six to eight weeks.
2: Wonderful. We'll oh, be, wow. Okay, that's a lot sooner than I thought. Yeah,
0: we're going to be taking the same approach as Clubhouse as a like an invite only. Mm-hmm. Purely because this is so new. And when things are live on the blockchain, you can't change it. Like you can't. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, that didn't work. (laughs) It's there. You know, you can't just delete it and try again. Do
3: I get an invite?
2: Of
0: course.
3: Thank you.
2: So So the invites right now are for users and photographers?
0: No, just photographers? So so anybody right now. So for the actual photographers who want to, you know, if you're a photographer and you want to mint your images um, and you have a great portfolio, um, we've been talking to some people here in Dubai who've got photos from early 1970, 1980 Mm -hmm. of Dubai. You know, those are images that people want to see. Right. right. So if anybody is interested, you know, just go on to cheese.com. There's a wait list that you can go there or you can email me at simon at cheese.com if you're a photographer and want to get involved. Just, we have a team who handles that. I'll forward your details. And as a
2: point, we'll make sure to have those links in the show notes. Cool. cool. So for the listeners, they'll be able to find you on that. Yeah, but if you're interested
0: in getting the app, there's a wait list and, you know, it will be open for anybody to use and buy. But if you want to mint your photos it's going to just be selective to start with but you know what i think i've been so surprised is there are so many amazing photographers you know, like we all, we use this word influence and we use this word artist and this you know but the story you know, i've tried to take some stories and i'm terrible like there's a technique right <laughs> yeah. yeah there's a technique <laughs> so there's a lot of these influencers take awesome stories and have these amazing pictures who actually have got thousands and thousands of photos in their camera roll You know, they might have, what, two or 3,000 posts on Instagram, but there's probably 10x that in their camera roll. Yeah. Ones that didn't make the cut. And the hard drives. (laughs) And the hard drives, you know. And the old phones. Yeah. And the old phones. So I think that's the content we're trying to unlock. Hmm. And the the really cool feature, and this is the bit I'm the most excited about, is a feature that we've got called Time Machine. So the idea behind it is that when you mint a photo, we know all of the metadata about that photo. Right. So let's say... 10 years, 12 years ago, I'm in New York on Brooklyn Bridge, New Year's Eve taking some photos. And I mint a picture from that because it's an amazing picture and I put it onto cheese. You're also there and Reem is also there. And you take a picture and you mint it. And because we know the time frame and the geolocation of that image, we can actually bring them together and go, hey, there's photos that were taken Yo. close to your time. So there might be, and we've seen this in some stories in the news where People have had a photo taken at the same time where they're in it yeah, and didn't know. Yep. So this is now a really awesome way to actually be That's like, well, cool. you know, I was there taking pictures and um, we were talking to Eddie from Arabian Business when we were talking to him the other week. And he was saying that he was in 9-11, in New York at 9-11, but he didn't have a camera. How cool would it be to actually get the photographs? You know, right. He knows where he was, at what time and what date. So maybe if he could go back in time in his time machine on cheese to see those pictures, yeah. there might be a picture of him there at that moment that he didn't take, that he could then go and see from a user, yeah. buy it, That'd and then great. he owns it. But That's I think cool. it could
3: be for a, on a much deeper level. Like in the Arab world, because of where we live, and you know this, um, the world here changes dramatically, maybe because of war, maybe because of like, the issues of Lebanon. For example, yeah. the last time we were in Lebanon... It doesn't look the same what way. What we
2: know of Lebanon and where we spent time and hung out at and right. lived at for some time is not what it is today.
3: But what I would love to do is go on the Cheese Timeline mm-hmm. and, find and look March 2018 right. <laughs> and just see what we saw and see what the world saw. And this archive of yeah. our human collective like consciousness is so that valuable
2: is, to It's going to be so powerful. And I
3: think it's like, even if you look at Iraq, like I right. wish that there was, yeah, yeah. I wish You're people right. could have seen the libraries and the architecture and that, you know, and I think now we can start to document all of that, even how Charger is changing dramatically now that it's getting really gentrified. So there's pieces that I think that are deeper. And I think that cheese can be a huge part of that. And I think it's amazing. And I
0: think the, the cool thing about, you know, this is possible now, right? We're not saying that this isn't possible. Everybody has the photos now. Everybody has internet now. Everybody has the ability to get them from A to B and collect them. But the ability of putting them onto a blockchain, which is a central, decentralized, transparent way, just gives people the confidence that this isn't just a Photoshop. Look, I mean, I can make myself look like Tom Cruise now on you know an Instagram yeah. or Snapchat And or the deep fakes I'm, and everything yeah. that's out there. <laughs> I mean, right? I'm not saying I look like him already. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but, you know, like I've got the ability now to go and do all those deep fakes. Because it's a, a proof of ownership and we can prove that those photos were taken when they say they were taken. Right. I just think, you know, I... I, I agree the, What, how the wars change things. But even just Dubai, you know, like going back 10, 12 years. Yeah, to, yeah. You know,
2: For people like us that grew up here, we remember it a certain way. Yeah. Right? I mean,
0: like Google Earth's pretty cool to go back and look at things. And you know, there are some times where you go back and you can, oh, that, we know that was taken like that's- a year or two years ago because yes. that's my mate's car in the drive and he's now got a different car. Right. But to actually be able to go back into a real back in time and see something and then have the ability to pay for that image and own mm-hmm. it. I love seeing places that have the images like in, in the Iman Akil who have those images on the walls. Yes. I think I find it fascinating like trying to work out where I am. You know right. like, <laughs> is what's the building that's on Shakeside Road the that was there at the the, the original white building, the Trade they, Center. Right. Was it? Huh? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. The only <laughs> the thing we know was is Zatozit, Zatar
3: the yeah. the, the, sac, the cornerstone of. <laughs> no, <laughs> <all is laughs> that building <laughs>
1: that's in front of Zatozit when you're going on city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that white yeah. Trade Center. Yeah, like, yeah. Is it? yeah, yeah. The
2: World Trade Center building that yeah. that's been there.
1: So that's been there for years. That's the first one. Yeah. but yeah. um, like,
2: so like in our case, like oh, the Hard Rock Cafe. That was before it was back then. Exactly. That was a point. Like the assumption is coming. You know, growing up in Sharjah, when you see the Hard Rock Cafe, it's like oh, I'm almost in Abu Dhabi.
1: Today but that's, that's the barely the start of Marina. When you see hard Rock cafe, you're like, I've just reached Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was us right. in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. You no, know? yeah.
3: So yeah, archiving time and humanity and all of that, that's really important. So um documentation so, service
0: is beautiful, to be yeah. honest. Congrats. <laughs> no, really.
3: Congratulations.
0: No, thank you. I appreciate it. And I think there's you know, for all the entrepreneurs who are listening and everybody that's out there, it's just about you just gotta keep going, right? You yeah. literally just gotta everything happens for a reason, timing. And there's a, I see a lot of these posts where people say the world is holding you back because you're not ready. Like you know, it's if if things are not going right, you're getting the rejections. It's doing it because you aren't actually ready, or, or the, the world isn't aligned. Right. Those, those things are not aligned, and and when they are aligned, look at you know like Jeff Bezos, right? There's a video going around when he was what 35, 36. The, that first old video, the and he's just video. you know look at him now. He didn't yeah. start that until thirty, you know, five thirty six, and. You
3: know. Well, yeah, I think about. I mean, who, whoever you were a year before, guy, guy came to and he's like, "You're Simon. Yeah, you yeah. weren't ready for no, guy no, a year no, before no, that. I wasn't you ready when he did like, that. Yeah, the stars
2: <laughs> had to align. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really, the stars had to align for you to go like, oh, I need to get AirPods. Let me go to the Apple Store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Yeah. Talk to the, the customer service rep at the Apple Store. And, like, and you, there's nothing that told you have a conversation with this guy. It's just yeah. something in that moment. The stars aligned." No, but it's also them. the
1: person that you are because not everyone would sit down with someone with an Apple mm-hmm. and just open their heart and mind to them in the way that you did and talked about yeah. the app that you have yeah. and, and, yeah. and what happened with the, or what's happening to your business, which led yeah. to him going, like, Oh, you know what? This guy has a great mind. Right. He's a hustler. He's an entrepreneur. Why should I introduce him to my friend?
0: Yeah. But
1: that's also to go, also everything is aligned and everything happens for a reason, but it's also the person, mm-hmm.
0: which is always important. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I mean, I, I personally fell victim to this is that when you do become a startup, you raise money, you get out there, you have a cool office, you kind of, you do get a little bit too big for your boots as well. You become a little bit like, hey, I'm an entrepreneur, like, and I, I admit, like there were certain times where I'd be sat there thinking, oh, I've made it, I'm, you know, because you've gone from not having anything to then actually having a company, but that attitude that you have does impact you. And I think that having something, you know, like it all fall down and get taken away from you is a bit of a wake-up call to be like, well, hang on a minute. Like what can I learn from that? Yeah. And I learned so much about myself as how to conduct the business and to give people maybe a second chance rather than closing the doors too quickly. Because you never really know what's coming to that person. They're coming to you to speak. You don't know what their story is. And I think I've really now, giving people a lot more time and actually just try and have more of a deeper conversation because everybody has a story, right? Yeah. right? yeah. And I think that that was a big lesson for me that was learned. And, you know, going and having a chat with this guy, even, but to be honest, buying AirPods, I didn't probably need them. No. But <laughs> I was like, you know, That's I happen to be there. I love tech. I'm going to see if I can get a pair. Yeah. and Ended up getting a pair which were cool. So and yeah. now and now COVID humbled humbled everybody, everybody down.
3: But <laughs> I think so. I, I think, think so. you're at the cusp of something brilliant. Yeah, and uh,
0: for sure, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah. I think we definitely it definitely feels like the stars are aligning for sure. You know, like we've we've had a lot of. I mean, we've been doing in the company now for 18, 18 24 months. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been hustling and trying, and we've not really had that break. Even with people as fantastic as Guy on our team, like we've not had those breaks that we need and i think that the actual market has started to come um and there's just so many cool things we're working on we're working on these virtual metaverse art galleries so like in these virtual games you'll be able to go in and see the cheese museums we're working on some partnerships here nice. um, we've just partnered with um a, a, an investor here who's helping us create like a tech hub for for our engineers here so there's a lot of cool stuff going on, but no, I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. That's and we
1: love the name, even now knowing cheese you just said like, it. Yes. And now as soon as you said, you know, we're making a cheese gallery, yeah. I'm like, <laughs>
0: spot on. <laughs> spot on. Uh, thank you. And we, we're actually making our own coin as well. So Sweet. And we're going to call it Cheddar
2: of oh. course you
0: are because yes, it means money right yes so, yes
3: you so, yeah. are
0: yeah it's <laughs> already in the works so Let us know when we'll, uh, we'll it's up.
2: i'll purchase
1: yeah we'll I'll get purchase. some
0: cheddar coins but it's, it's quite cool cheddar. you know yeah, yeah, yeah so how much now it's literal
2: it? you know it's not slang yeah, anymore yeah, like yeah. Yo, i got cheddar yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> i exactly. love
0: it so yeah so we've got that in the works now but no it's cool it's really good and what you guys are doing here is awesome i was listening to the podcast earlier i think it's just a very fresh approach. I think it's very nice just to be very free-flowing. There's no questions. It's just just freestyle. It's cool. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you for kicking it with us today. I hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast at to stay up-to-date with all our conversations. Also, if you don't mind, hit us with the five-star rating, leave a comment, let us know how you feel about the show. That way, it could also help others find the show. And be sure to share it with your friends and family, whoever you think can benefit from it. You can holla at us on all social media platforms at The Can Show. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can drop us an email to hello at thecanmedia.com. Salam.